follow up briefly on what we were talking about last hour now that the NFL is teamed with Jay-Z. And it, it, it's so transparent. I mean, to me, it's just, I can see why people might not like this. Uh, it's so transparent. Hey, look, this black guy likes us, so quit complaining. He says we're woke enough. He's black. Look at him. So, so Jay-Z is going to be in charge of live music entertainment. Yes. Uh, he's going to produce and select acts for NFL events, including this year's halftime show, and contribute to the league's activism arm. That's just, you're just trying to get the heat off, which I understand why you're doing it. It just, I would have thought you would have come up with a, a, one with a, I don't know, a couple more layers of nuance. Yeah, I guess, I, I have no doubt Jay's wants to accomplish something uh, while he's, you know, getting paid. Uh, it could work out all right, but yeah, it's pretty obvious what's going on. All right. Why does old, uh, old uh, CK still got no job? Because he, he'd be a PR nightmare. Half your, at least half your fans would think, are you kidding? You just hired this America hater? There's people who don't hate America getting churned out of colleges every year. You'd and, hire one of them. And at the end of every game, every question to every player and coach would be about Colin Kaepernick kneeling and not about right. the team or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, speaking of uh, crimes and cops and that sort of thing, I wish we had time to really do this thoroughly, but I want to get to it. Maybe we can follow up a little bit later in the hour, but uh, alert listener uh, Justin sent this along to us. This is the opening line from an article in the San Francisco Chronicle. The words felon, offender, convict, addict, and juvenile delinquent would be part of the past in official San Francisco parlance under the new person first language guidelines adopted by the Board of Supervisors. They're going to eliminate... Any judgment-oriented words against criminals. Wow. Going forward, you're you're thinking I'm making this up. It does sound made up. It, this, you're thinking but I do this live is in America. I do live in America in 2019, so anything is believable. Well, right. This is not the onion, my friends. Going forward, what was once called a convicted felon or an offender released from jail will be a formerly incarcerated person. Now, at least that communicates to you what's going on. Now, the idea that you would be worried about one term over the other marks you as one of those wackadoos who really ought to be laughed at and shuttled out of a meeting in short order. We're not going to call them um, uh, convicted felons. We're going to call them formerly incarcerated persons. Or, this one's terrible. Do they think anybody would not be able to click in their mind what that is if you're looking at a resume well, right. or something? See, that one, that oh, one so to you're me... A, so you're, you're a criminal. What'd you do? That one to me is different from the one I'm about to give you. That one to me is you are so up your own hiney. Oh, that reminds me. i got to talk about my colonoscopy. Um, oh, geez. You are... So, I'm sorry. It's the way my brain works. Um, Can you, I leave the studio? <laughs> that's rough. That was rough. I would go straight to HR. John, <laughs> as the guy who said it, and I will appear as your witness to how objectionable it was. Worst thing I ever heard. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, uh, yet, Michael, yet. Um, 
somebody who obsesses over not calling him a convicted felon, calling him a formerly incarcerated person, is the sort of wackadoo who is just so self-obsessed and so desperate to appear enlightened. They just they engage in idiocies. There are others who really want to change it from convicted felon to justice-involved person. Which removes any communicating of the idea you're trying to communicate. Now, that is a more insidious and activist Orwellian exercise in verbiage. Justice-involved person. Or, or... And they're they're probably trying to... Are they trying to get that going as an acronym? I don't know. What is this? JIP. JIP. Um, So, so, as opposed to CON or, or something like that? Listen to this. Or, this has been proposed... Someone who's turned loose from the state penitentiary is a returning resident. Oh, come on. I know. That's crazy. This is, ladies and germs, this is the San Francisco Board of Stoop Advisors. So what is their, are are they actual Marxists in that they believe the only reason anybody would commit a crime is that the economic system is uh, is unfair to them? It oppressed them. The patriarchy has oppressed them. The natural... And white supremacy, yeah. The natural state of man is not to steal anything from anybody else. It's only when forced by outside influences. Right. Humanity would be without sin and innocent and kind and gentle if only the patriarchy would get out of their way. There's more There's more of these? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to have to oh, cancel yeah. our thing, because I'm on a roll with my head. We're going to have to cancel our thing. My, head, f- my head's starting to go. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. So, so I've been reading, we're going to do this long podcast uh, on this book, uh, Heaven on Earth, about socialism. Yes. With our friends, uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer, and, and Craig Gottwells. And the four of us are reading the book, and then we're going to do a long podcast about it. And with your contributions, too, if we can figure out how. But so I was reading the part. I mean, we know how. we got to figure out which how. I was reading the part on the plane over the weekend how a lot of the original socialists believed that not only the crap we just said would happen, mm-hmm. that if you had a fair economic system, nobody would steal from anybody. Right. And, and, and nobody would harm anybody. Right. That animals <clears throat> would start behaving better. Oh, boy. Because the only reason that, that animals are the way they are is because people abuse animals the way they do ah. by eating meat or slaughtering animals for fur or whatever. Right. And if we, if, if when human beings stop being mean to each other, they'll stop being mean to animals. And then the animals will stop being mean to each other and they will no longer kill each other. And the animals will all start behaving mm. in, <laughs> in a nonviolent, fair way. I they, see. They actually believed this crap. Wow. You're early socialists. You're the actual utopians. Your wishes are the father of your entire consciousness. How wild is that? Wow. The animals in the mm-hmm. woods, would, so bears would no longer eat whatever bears eat. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Lions wouldn't eat gazelles when people started behaving better. I, that is how crazy you can get with these ideologies. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny. And, and we'll get back to this and what Orwell said about why... You change words and redesign language, what the purpose of that is, because this is one of the greatest examples of it I've ever seen. But um, some friends uh, just, uh, well, dolphins came up. I'll just say that. And uh, Delaney, my 19-year-old college student daughter, my my little one, uh, got into a, she almost said something to these friends who'd named their dog, um, in effect, after a dolphin. It's kind of a long story, and I don't want to get into the specifics, but... Um, Name their dog after a dolphin. I realize you don't want to give them the specifics, but I'm just trying to wrap my head is, is it. It's a name for a dolphin in another language. Oh, Because okay. they're fans of dolphins. Not, okay, that's no, so enough. And, and there was a young young child involved, and uh, D. 
Delaney wanted to explain how utterly morally horrific dolphins are by human standards. They are vicious. They are incredibly rapey. I mean, they are crazy rapey. Dolphins are. And um, and so Delaney's gone sour on dolphins. So, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, to get, you can't believe how rapey they are. Jeffrey Epstein looks at dolphins and thinks that's too rapey. Is there is there a reason for that? Ask God. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> what, what, yeah, yeah. The patriarchy it oppressed <laughs> them. The capitalism has oppressed them. Uh, it's income inequality. Um, <laughs> some dolphins get more herring than other dolphins. Well, aren't, but they're, anyway, they're considered more intelligent than most beasts, though. Right. So are they? Oh yeah, smart they're, enough, they're astoundingly intelligent. Are they smart enough to be selfish in a way that other dumb animals aren't really? I, you know, it's or it's to interesting. Be cruel. You almost you have to have a certain level of intelligence to be really cruel. It is a a a, 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 a hazardous thing to apply human moral judgment to animal behavior. Probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so words like cruel and the rest of it. You're probably right. Yeah. But anyway, that getting back to the idea of of Marx and others that uh, people and animals would all get along. It's just what color is the sky in your world? I want to ask these people. But what Orwell said, and the rest of the list of the words they're changing or proposing changing, you will think I'm making it up. I promise you, I ain't. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The revolution will be complete when the language is perfect. George Orwell from 1984. Also from uh, 1984. Don't you see the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought. In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible because there will be no words with which to express it. He's talking about um, changing language to uh, compel people in a certain political direction. Uh, one more that I thought was really good to quote on it. Uh, political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder respectable and give an appearance of solidarity to pure wind. Actually said solidity, but I'm... Unable to read. So where did these new terms... Illiteracy, my private shame. What? So where did these new terms come from? San Francisco Board of Supervisors is trying to sanitize the language of the criminal justice system. And this is going to be like in, 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 in paperwork and sure, in documents? Sure, all, all the functionings of government. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the words felon, offender, convict, addict, and juvenile delinquent would be shuttled into the past. Going forward, what was once called a convicted felon or an offender released from jail will be a formerly incarcerated person or a justice-involved person. Justice-involved. Or simply a returning resident. Parolees on or and people on criminal probation will be referred to as, well, either a person on parole. That's the whole... You're not... Handicapped, you're a person with a handicap. So we don't forget you're a person. You have your personhood first. Or a person under supervision. A juvenile delinquent will become a young person with justice system involvement. 
Wow. Or a young person impacted by the juvenile justice system. Impacted, but not impacted by their, uh, their, their, their choices in life. Right, exactly. You don't want to say it's a young person that was impacted. To imply that it had anything to do with them right. deciding to rob someone or whatever. So now Orwell acted. They were impacted by the justice system when they committed crimes. Orwell wrote a very, very famous. Boy, this is weird stuff. Yeah. He wrote a very famous piece in the 50s, I think it was, uh, Politics How in the How to Shoot an Elephant. Oh, you're talking about a different one. No, no. Politics in the English Language. And he had the remedy of how to avoid this stuff. He had six rules. And a couple of them that really apply to this is never use a long word where a short one will do. Um, never use oh never use a foreign phrase, scientific word, or jargon if you can think of an everyday English equivalent. And never use metaphor, simile, or figures of speech when, when something clearly stated is much more useful. But how do you like, instead of a juvenile delinquent, a young person with justice system involvement? A young person impacted by this juvenile justice system. It's so clearly a violation of those rules, and the whole piece is about not letting, you know, the twisting of language twist politics. Says Supervisor Matt Haney, we don't want people to be forever labeled for the worst things that they have done. Drug addicts will become a person with a history of substance abuse. Boy, this is just crazy. I'm not sure. I I understand what they're trying to do, and it is softened, but I'm not sure it will have any actual effect. Well, right. If, if if you tell me that's a person with a history of substance abuse, I think I'm going to have exactly the same thoughts exactly. about that person. That's right, because you're sane and normal. Good or bad, fair or unfair, right? than if you'd have said former addict. Yeah, because you, you have enough common sense to think, well, they're spinning me with this gentle-sounding term. They're a, a drug addict, right? Okay, I hope they're on the mend, and I wish them well in their lives. Are you but... not anymore, and you haven't for 20 years? Okay, well, it's probably meaningless. Right, super. Um... They feel like a, uh, a uh, but, but, but words like, according to the resolution, one in five California residents has a criminal record. Is that true? That can't uh, be true. It's got to be a pretty broad uh, stretching of the term criminal records. I mean, you ever had a citation of any kind? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, traffic? I'm pro giving people second chances and the rest of it. I heard a great story just the other day about a guy who... You know, he grew up in really rough circumstances, and, and like people, many people in those rough circumstances grew up a rough guy. But when he got a chance for something better, he took it and is now just a, a fabulous human being and the rest of it. And I love stories like that. What um, was that BS stat you just hit us with? One in five? One in five residents of California has a, uh, what, how'd they phrase it? Because you've got to be careful with the phrases. Has a criminal record. Is that, is that possibly true? Now, is that like if you have a Snoop Dogg record? Because he was a criminal. Is that a criminal record? I don't know. doesn't seem like the stat would be very useful if that no, was included. No, it doesn't. The language resolution <laughs> makes no mention of terms for victims of crime. But using the new terminology, someone whose car has been broken into could well be, and I credit Bob Agelko of the Chironicle for this, a person who has come in contact with a returning resident who is involved with the justice system and is currently under supervision with a history of substance abuse. In other words, someone whose car was broken into by a recently released offender on parole with a drug problem, or, to follow Orwell's rules, a victim of somebody, a, a victim whose car was broken into by a uh, parolee uh, junkie. A junkie parolee. That clear? 
So we got we got this text, a long text, series of texts. I can't read them all from a former law enforcement officer. It says, I don't completely disagree with dropping the blah, blah, blah. With, um, you keep texting and it keeps rolling the text. I don't completely disagree with dropping the scarlet letter that society puts on ex-cons. It doesn't help anyone to completely disenfranchise a group of people who are trying to put their lives back together. I've seen the damage done by a society that can't forgive when forgiveness is deserved. Right. I would agree with I'm that. just not sure that fits in with saying... Person with prior justice system involvement. Yeah. Oh, were you like a, an attorney or a cop or what? Oh, no, I was a convict. Don't use that word. If we truly care about our society, we will take active steps to restore people back into society after incarceration. I would agree. Agreed, 100%. While friend. working in the jail system, I was assigned to the task of inmate disciplinary officer. I acted as judge, jury, and executioner when an inmate would bis- misbehave. I was chosen for the position because I had a reputation of being firm but fair. The bottom line is, we must hold people accountable for their sins, but also be ready to restore them once they have paid the penalty for those sins. Well, I, I would agree with that. But it becomes a question of whether their danger is going forward, I think. Um, but, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm absolutely sympathetic to the thought that, listen, if somebody's done their time, they've turned their lives around, they think, God, I was stupid when I was young. I had no problem with but that But if person. I'm going to come in contact with I was the, stupid, too. <laughs> but if I'm going to come in contact with the information, don't obscure it behind meaningless words. Right, that serves no one. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Everybody calm down. White House says no recession in sight. President of Venezuela may be on his way out. We've got those stories coming up. I've heard that one before. Maybe not. And boy, the media likes talking about the recession. I see the story that Epstein's super expensive lawyers have some problems with the coroner yeah. declaring it a suicide. Yeah. Are they trying to claim he was murdered or or or, or slipped in hell or they, what? They're Are carrying they open out for a cable news gig. I mean, who cares yeah. at this point? Yeah, they're carrying out their own independent investigation, and I would assume their own independent autopsy. I don't know how that works. Is exactly. just a, just a way to bill Epstein's estate? What is the point of this? My guess would be oh, something yeah. to do with insurance things, life insurance, or I, 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 yeah. I like your theory. Yeah, we had to run up uh, another 200 hours at $700 a piece uh, looking into the death to make sure it was legit, Your Honor. Hmm. That makes more sense to my estate, yeah. yeah. And who's going to stop them? Nobody. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump says the U.S. economy is not sliding into a recession. Trump telling reporters, I don't think we're having a recession. We're doing tremendously well. Our consumers are rich. I gave a tremendous tax cut, and they're loaded up with money. Huh? And they're buying. I saw the Walmart numbers. They were through the roof just two days ago. Uh, that's better than any poll. That's better than any economist. But so, the president being forced to respond to this is wild. Well, the story is literally, at this point, our story is the president is the response to the story of the story we had last week, which we made up. Andor was wildly overinflated. Inflation fears. That's the lead story on all the cable news right now. Based on what? The inverted yield curve, which is sometimes an indicator of something uh, a couple of years out. Based on Germany shrinking a little bit? All right, fine. Whatever. Well, uh, CNN has been doing nonstop recession yeah. talk, as far as I can tell. Every time I'm in the lunchroom and CNN's on in there, they're talking about the possible recession. But I've yet to see a fact or a figure. It's right. all just mood. Right. And you talked to several economists. And you're creating the mood by talking about the recession. Yeah. 
And then when the president responds, president trying to tamp down recession fears that we created. I mean, it's very strange. We we literally can talk ourselves into recession very very easily with the modern media. I think we might. Well, that's going to be troubling. What does that mean for the future of uh, media and the democracy? If it becomes clear that, oh, yeah, you can absolutely create a recession out of thin air. Mm. If you just get it going enough. You get uh, the cable news behind you and Google and everybody else. I wonder if Google's playing along with the, with searches, making sure you get the worst economic news all the time. Probably. The president, by the way, going on to add to his uh, earlier comments. I don't see a recession. I mean, the world is in a recession right now. And uh, although that's too big a, a statement, but if you look at China, China's doing very, very poorly. They've had, I just saw a report, they've had the worst year they've had in 27 years. But the president said the American economy is doing just fine. Well, it is. It absolutely yep. freaking is doing just fine. But how long will it continue? Huh. This is going to get tiring. A senior Trump administration official is now saying the U.S. has made secret contact with Venezuela's Socialist Party boss. Ah, uh, that's not how secrets work. <laughs> <laughs> he is considered the most powerful man in Venezuela after President Nicolas Maduro. Yes, it's not how secrets work, but if you want to send a warning to Maduro, mm. you might want to start putting it out, hey, we are meeting with another very powerful person in your country. Oh, boy. Meeting was last month. They got a second meeting in the works. The official also says close allies of Maduro's inner circle want guarantees they will not face prosecution for alleged abuses and crimes if they cede to the growing demands to remove Maduro. So the talks are ongoing. Meanwhile, we were uh, we were talking about Epstein a little while earlier. The British royal family is responding after a new video is raising questions about Prince Andrew's involvement with Epstein. Buckingham Palace releasing a statement saying the Duke of York has been appalled by the recent reports of Jeffrey Epstein's alleged crimes. His Royal Highness deplores the exploitation of any human being and the suggestion he would condone, participate in, or encourage any such behavior is abhorrent. And so the reverberations continue. Here's a better story, Marshall. I I just saw the three cute kids up on the TV. Three triplets dressed in funny little t-shirts. Oh, they're so cute. They were born in South Dakota over the weekend. A South Dakota woman recently gave birth to triplets, said she didn't discover she was pregnant until she went into the hospital because she thought she had kidney stones. Oh, boy. Pregnant with triplets. Those aren't kidney stones. Those are children. How do you... Uh, it's amazing. It happens now and then. Yeah. As is often the case, it's a, uh, a rather large woman. If you've ever watched Pregnant and I Didn't Know It on MTV or whatever, whatever that shows, <laughs> the Learning Channel. Um, Wherever the scores of humanity do their viewing. They're off of fairly big people. I think that makes it easier to not know. Sure. Sure. Most, most women who have yeah. who've, who've, who've had a baby uh-huh. can't even imagine the idea of you're just completely unaware until the moment you have to give birth. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so amazing. Mind-boggling. Surprise! It's got to be a shock. He's like a little baby. Right, sir. 10-3. And the media, of course, because this was me to do. I mean, you don't need to make it negative, but why the happy, smiling face? Isn't this fantastic? It's odd. I'm not sure. If I had to guess, I'm guessing it's not fantastic. You're dealing with the sort of person that has no idea they're pregnant up until the moment they have triplets. Now she has three babies to take care of. She had no idea. Three human beings she's Mm. got to take care of for the next 18 years. She had no idea were coming. 
That's got to be a bit of a... Speaking of useful ducts in the lower abdomen, I'll be talking about my colonoscopy next. Wow, awesome. Stay with us. Good transition. I have information that will shock you. Mm. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Joe, Joe Facebook Live is colonoscopy on Friday, and we still have out that on Facebook. Reviews were not kind. <laughs> I think you should have used a different lens. Hmm. Clarity was what I was after. It was <laughs> Accuracy. It's my hallmark. I was hoping for it to be a little murkier. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to have it in 4K. <laughs> I thought. It was well lit, though. I thought people would react well to it. Really well lit. High def, 4K. Not, not a shadow to be seen. Right. Uh, so that, among other things, I had something else. Oh, I hired the great Vin Scully to do play-by-play. It was good, not great. <laughs> Anyway, um, here's his rectum. Oh, jeez. Oh, and two. Why do you recoil? Jack, we must be adults about our body parts. I'm adult about mine. I recoil from yours. <laughs> wow. That's the way that works. Wow. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bachelor in Paradise stars Ashley and Jared just got married. Apparently they got a prenup just in case they need to divide up their 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. I'm trying to find this email. I thought it was so, so amusing. I, I went back and forth between loving it and hating it. Some gal who said, essentially, um, thanks for the warning that you'd be off Friday because your unannounced uh, day off or days off uh, earlier really were kind of inconvenient and surprised me, and I appreciate the warning. Uh, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, well, yeah, we'll just then we'll we'll go listener by listener to get our vacations approved or our days off for medical care or whatever approved and Hope it works out. And, and meanwhile, Jack, if you could forward her your kid's school schedule she, <laughs> so she knows when spring break's going to be and check with her as to whether we can take the Friday off after Thanksgiving. Are you kidding, baby? Baby. Are you kidding me? We'll take off when we want to take off, and you'll sit there and take it. That's probably too far the other way. Listen, we get vacation, so we take vacation. All right? And we enjoy it very much. That actually factors into why I put off my colonoscopy for a while. You hit 50, 50 years old. And you're supposed to get it. It's a screening thing. Uh, and they figure, you know, uh, if you don't have, uh, you know, precancerous stuff, polyps they call them, or any uh, colon cancer going on, you're, they turn you loose for 10 years. They say, all right, come back in a decade. So it's just, it's, it's, if they catch it, you can really prevent croaking of it. And so I put it off for a long time, partly because when my wife had it done, uh, she you had to like have this gallon jug that you mixed up of this uh, stuff that just clears out your innards. I mean, you can't believe how effective it is. Clears it out. And you had to like drink it all day long, and you had to be close-ish to the, the pot at all times. Can't really work, and the rest of it. 
And then you go in the next day to get her done, and you're still doing that, plus you have the procedure done, then you're loopy from the drugs, and so you have to take that day off, too. And I just kept... So it's like a two-day ordeal. Yeah, and I just hmm. kept putting it off, because I think, I don't want to take two days, I wonder, maybe I can get a Monday, and then I just kept putting it off like a dope. And then I realized, A, I was being a dope, and, and B, I just, I would be so mad at myself if I just procrastinated my way into colon cancer. So I finally made the point, the good news is, they've got new stuff now. You just drink, it's like a six or eight ounce little bottle of stuff. You have a light lunch. I had mine done on a th- Friday. I had a light lunch on Thursday. And then my dinner was drinking this stuff, and and it was fine. And and and, it, <laughs> and then stand back. It makes How you, quickly does it work? You know what? I was sitting there two hours and fifty one minutes later watching a baseball game, and I thought, oh, finally. And so it took quite a while. Um, so then you drink that down and you're not supposed to have any solid food. You can have clear liquids, including black coffee. Thank you very much. Um, and then you get up. That's not a clear liquid. Are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? He's not a doctor. So anyway, and then you drink another of it down the next morning and then you go have it done. So yeah, I worked Thursday, obviously, and it was fine. It just, you know, the evening is rather, uh, well, it's inconvenient and, uh, and odd. To be cleansed in that way. Yeah, I know. We've all eaten at Papa John's. Yeah, I know it. Um, so we have the same. We know. We know yeah, what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Opening that second or third bottle of wine on a Friday night. Your Saturday was very similar to mine. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. And then I uh, went and got her done. And it was fine. It's not a pleasant thing, honestly. I wouldn't do it recreationally. Um, but I'm glad to have it done. Check the box. And then I'll see you in 10 years. So if you're putting it off... You wouldn't do it recreationally, you said? Uh, no, I would not. Or did you say you would do it I would not okay. do it for fun as a pastime. Mm. Um, it's interesting, medically speaking. I have a feeling they'll improve it in the days uh, forward, <laughs> going forward. I hope they do. Um, you'd think in this uh, tw- go-go 21st century with, uh, you know, we're uh, putting men on the moon and the rest of it. Uh, you'd think they could they could get that thing around there a little more easily because there are many twists and turns, but uh, that's fine. It's fine. Get her done. Anyway, of course, who am I to tell you what to do? I'm nobody. I, it's encouragement. So what is the uh, – because I mean, I'm flipping around to all the channels. What are the media using? Are they Maybe they're not even. Maybe you don't need one. But what is, are they using for their justification for the endless recession talk that I'm seeing on the on the on the TV shows? Because it's scary. Oh, you're saying what are they actually? Uh, but maybe you don't even claiming. Need, maybe you don't even need a justification. I no. haven't even seen the claim as I flip around the channels. Not anymore. No, they were going with that whole inverted yield thing, and then they're talking about Germany uh, a bit last week. But now that the story's up and running, now it's just self-perpetuating. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. And, yeah. that, and that is kind of the way it works in the media. Yeah, the claims that there might be an approaching recession. And it got to such a clamor over the weekend. If you watch those terrible, terrible, now becoming unwatchable weekend news shows, um, the whole show is the backlash against the, uh, recession talk, which is now the story now. And I'm sure now you can find a different round of economists saying the administration's being disingenuous by it, and that'll keep it going for another few days. Oh, uh, it's all based on hot air. Howard Kurtz's po- main point on his Fox show yesterday, where he uh, he looks at the, how the media handled stories all week long, 
he said this this is all fine, I guess talking about this, uh, but why were there no stories about the economy when it was breaking records every single day for the last two years? Which is a very good point. I mean there have that's been good for Trump. There have been well, we know why. Right. But but there have been, you know, opportunities almost daily to do big economic stories if you wanted to, because there are records breaking on a broken on a regular basis where uh, rare records where it's not that often where every index breaks a record. It barely makes the news. Yeah. And then some obscure, nobody pays attention to it, and it turns out it's not even that important number comes along, and it is the number one story in the media for almost four days. Yeah. Well, part of it's, you know, hating Trump and hating Republicans in general. The other part of it's what I'm always talking about. Fear and anger get people to tune in. So the cable news and and the big newspapers and all, they just use fear and anger constantly. Here's CBS's headline. Controversy. Angry words. CBS's headline today that they're uh, talking about a lot. 34% of economists expect a recession in 2021. A third of of economists expect a recession in two years. Which means two-thirds don't? Sell a kidney. Stockpile dried goods. Hundreds of gallons of water. Uh, a panic room. Uh, a basement shelter. A bomb shelter. Uh, weaponry, obviously. An enemy's list. I would get completely prepared. I mean, you've got a third of a... Con- That's so... Hmm, God bless me. Um... You've got a full third of economists saying there might be a recession in two years. Now is the time to plan. Great Scott, really? But mm, I get it. I'm in media, so I get it. Just don't be fooled by it. It's so dumb. You're so dumb. When's the NFL season start? Nobody knows. I'm guessing since Jay-Z is in the news so much, uh, teaming up with the NFL, it must be soon. Right around the uh, beginning of September, right? I was on a flight yesterday, and there were uh, there were dudes on the plane watching uh, NFL games on their phone. Mm. Preseason, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Preseason's already up and wow. running. Wow. I think I'm off the NFL think, now. Think about your limited time on Earth when you spend your time watching preseason football. I think I'm over the NFL as a junkie, an NFL junkie. I just, I have no desire Would you to... have watched preseason in the past? I never yes. got into preseason. Yeah, I would. Absolutely, I would. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Hmm. Especially, Especially the first half of games, because you got young players, you got free agents and all, and you want to see how they look. It's just you love football, but I... No, no, I can't anymore. When's kickoff, Sean? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Looks like uh, September 5th is the official first game, and that's but that's like the Thursday thing. The right. first weekend is the following Sunday. Gotcha. Well, we got we got a ways in. Um, the, we'll post your favorite team's schedule at armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> I noticed flying southwest over the weekend, and my kids were bothered by this. Uh, no more straws. Oh. Is that part of the whole straw ban sweeping in the nation because of that kid's third grade term paper? Um, no straws on southwest flights. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That straw up that poor turtle's nose. Looked yeah. uncomfortable, I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah, well, the paper straws. Everybody hates the paper straws. Now, you see uh, the Trump uh, campaign is raising tens of thousands of dollars selling Trump 2020 straws. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Which is uh, kind of amusing. I was at the Trump store, and there's one Trump store in the world. Uh, it's, a, it's a freestanding brick-and-mortar store that sells all Trump gear. And it's in Sholo, Arizona, on the way to my parents' house up in the mountains. And I stopped there, and it's a big store, and it gets tourists from around the world stopped there at the only Trump store that exists. Yeah. And, man, you could buy anything, anything you can think of that said Trump or make America, MAGA or whatever. 
Anything <laughs> Trump related. How about a nice uh, sweatband and wrist sweatband easily, set with easily, Trump? Easily could, you could easily get that. Fantastic. Yeah, God, that'd be a good look. I just wear that down the street. And it's a pretty my big dolphin store. shorts. And you go over in the corner, they got a uh, coffee bar where they serve, serve, serve Trump coffee. What now? Some sort of Trump coffee. Okay. And I assume served by somebody with a degree from Trump University, a barista. Right. <laughs> uh, right. Trained in the art of making a latte. Yeah, they got $60,000 worth of Trump University debt. They're yeah. a barista. It's an, and the, the rumor has been, my parents say, for three years now that Trump is going to visit the store next time oh. in Arizona. Anytime. <laughs> yes. How do you not visit that store for a big photo op? Well, he could take Marine One, right? Sure. Up for, well, wait a minute. No, Marine One stays in D.C., doesn't it? Well, I know, but he'd have to take some sort of helicopter over there. Right, right, obviously. Well, yeah, there are plenty of helicopters mm-hmm. in, uh, in Arizona, I assume. It's been vandalized a couple of times, but... Marine One? No, the uh, Trump's... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But it is a part of America where you're surrounded by a lot of Trump supporters. Yeah. So you're, you don't that have to worry guy. a whole lot. Yeah, yep, yep. Ah, oh, boy. So uh, what do we do now? Play four country hits in a row? <laughs> for your... Um, you want to tease what we got coming up? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't sure. Know if you're you, she does, she'd like to leave your last name out of it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, if you're uh, get it off the sheet, I don't want it in front of me. If we're not supposed to use it, what the hell am I going to do with that, Anson? What's the matter with you? I might accidentally say it, then she'd be mad at us. Um, uh, der, da, de, oh, that's right. If you get the award-winning fourth hour of the show, um, we are going to interview a gal whose video has gone completely wildly viral, talking about how bums have ruined her business. Mm. Um, if you don't get the, the fourth hour, grab it on the podcast, wherever podcasts are given away for free.